as um, I'm sure many of you will be aware, we're starting uh, in April a series on frequently asked questions. And so um, today we'll be looking at the question of how do we know that God is there? Next week we'll be doing uh, how can a loving God allow suffering? And the week after, the question of um, don't all religions lead to God? And then finally, the last Sunday of April, uh, the question of science, Richard Dawkins and faith, and all those sorts of things. But this morning, we'll be looking at um, the question of how do we know that God is there? I'm not going to give, uh, obviously because I'm not qualified, and we don't have time to become an exhaustive account of proofs of the existence of God. Um, so I thought I might just give a few thoughts this morning on the sort of ways that we could think about this question. But let's pray as we start. Father, I pray that you would show to us uh, that you are there. Open our minds, open our hearts, and uh, convince us of your presence with us this morning. Amen. According to the atheist scientist Richard Dawkins, there almost certainly is no God. And he argues that science and reason and history have shown this. And there are many atheists who, like Dawkins, are utterly convinced that there is no God. And then I suppose there are agnostics, those who are unsure as to whether there is a God or not. They just don't know whether he exists. And some of them would probably argue that we can't know either way whether God exists or not. Then I suppose there are those who believe in a God, but it doesn't really make any difference to their lives. They believe a God exists in the same way they believe in a far-off country, like, or a far-off place, like Mongolia, say, that, that exists, but it makes no difference to their lives. But Christians believe not only that God exists, I'll try again. That, that's working again. It switched itself. Is that is that working? Are we back? Let's try that again. Is that working? Are we back? Okay. Thank you so much for your patience. So um, Christians believe not only that there, there is a God, 
but we also believe that we can know that he exists. But also more than that, we believe that we can know him as a person knows another person in the closest possible relationship and that this relationship changes everything. I don't know where everyone is this morning. Maybe you're convinced like Dawkins that there is no God. Or maybe you just don't know what to believe. Maybe you believe in a God but feel that you don't really know him personally. Or maybe you feel like you should have a personal relationship with God. But right now he feels far away. It doesn't feel like God is there. Whichever category you're in, how can we know that God is there? First of all, I think there's evidence that God is there just from looking at the world. In Psalm 19, which we said together earlier, the psalmist says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Paul writes to the Romans that God's invisible qualities have been seen clearly, being understood in what he has made. In other words, just by looking at the world is evidence, there's evidence that God is there. Just as, I suppose, looking at a painting or um, a created thing, a machine, suggests a maker. And I think three things about the world suggest that there's a creator God who's there. First of all, the very fact that there's something rather than nothing. All scientists, even atheist scientists, admit that they don't know why the world exists. It's this extraordinary fact that there is a world at all, which scientists cannot explain. No one knows what caused the Big Bang if it wasn't God. Atheists, I suppose, well, Christians can believe that there is a God who caused something to come out of nothing, whereas atheists are forced to believe that nothing caused something out of nothing. So firstly, the very existence of the world. Secondly, the fine-tuning of the universe, I think, suggests that there is a God. As I'm sure you will know, if the density of... um, the universe, one second after the Big Bang, had been even slightly greater, the whole universe would have collapsed back in on itself immediately. And if the density of the universe had been any less, even one second after the Big Bang, the universe would have expanded far too quickly for things like planets or stars to have formed. If the laws and constants of physics had been any different life would have been impossible. Professor Anthony Flew, who was one of the leading atheist philosophers for many years, in 2004 changed his mind precisely because of these two factors. Because he felt the universe must have a beginning, and that points to a God, and because of the fine-tuning of the universe. Now, he's not a Christian, but he believes there must be a God. The third thing I think about looking at the world uh, that suggests there is God is just by looking at human beings. There seems to be something inherent in every human being which longs for God and isn't satisfied by wealth, 
success, status, even relationships. St. Augustine said in a prayer to God, you made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. And I think this is something that everyone recognizes. Throughout the world, in every culture, in every country, there is evidence of religion, a sort of searching for something out there that I think points to perhaps the fact that we were made by a God for him. But these are only suggestions. They're not proofs. They're just hints, I suppose. And even if they do tell us, perhaps, or suggest that there is a God, they don't tell us what kind of God God is like. The main reason that Christians actually believe in a God is because of Jesus. Here was a man who both directly and indirectly claimed to be of one nature with God, forgiving people's sins, giving a new law to live by. The way, the truth, and the life. And it was clear to those around him at the time that he was claiming... So there were these divine claims that Jesus was making. And then Christians believed that the evidence that these claims were true is the resurrection. That he really is God. The microphone thing is, is really um, going slightly wrong, so I'm just going to rush through and finish this very quickly. Um, Um, so Jesus made these divine claims. The resurrection, I think, points to these divine claims being true. But not only does Jesus show us, I think, that there is a God, he also shows us what kind of God God is. Jesus shows that God is a God who's on the side of the lonely, the poor, the despised, the failures, those caught in addiction or consumed by guilt. That he is a God who loves the unlovable, who forgives the unforgivable, and who gives hope to those in despair. The author of the Hebrews describes Jesus as the exact representation of God's being. And it is Jesus who is the primary reason why Christians believe in God, and believe in a God of love and compassion. And so I think we can know that there is a God, partly by looking around at the world and using our minds, but also by reading the Bible, looking at the history of this man Jesus, investigating 
the historical evidence for his life and for his resurrection. But we don't just believe that we can know that there is a God through Jesus. We also believe that we can know God personally through Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that God comes by his Holy Spirit and transforms us and enables us to have a personal relationship with God. And I think it's the transformation of lives, both of ourselves and of others, that is evidence that God is there. We can know that God is there because we can experience his love in the presence. We can experience his forgiveness, his guidance, his healing. We can know that God is there because we can see him transform the lives of those around us. We can see him set people free from addiction, restore marriages, give hope to the lost. And so I think it's these three areas, really, that show us that God is there. By looking around us at the world, by looking at history, looking at this man, Jesus, for his claims and for his resurrection. And but also experiencing God in the present by the power of the Holy Spirit. So should we pray? Lord, come by your Holy Spirit. Come now and reassure us of your presence with us, that you are there. Lord, for those who are unsure about, about your existence, about your love for them, I pray that you would reassure us this morning of your reality, the truth of your existence. And Lord, I pray for those who perhaps feel that you are far off, that you feel maybe that they know that you're a reality, but don't feel your presence right now. I pray that this morning you would reassure, reassure us that you're close, the closest possible friend with us. In Jesus' name, amen.